Welcome back, everybody. Joey Police here. We are back with Matthew Snotty. My guest tonight is also Eric Carls. I know that music. I got to get a, a way to, to quickly fade the music out. Eric, could you hear the music okay? Yeah. Okay, good. All right, you, weren't make, you weren't like doing any kind of like, you know, that was awesome. I, I did that one for you. That, that song was for you, Eric. That's what so. my wife and I walked into at our wedding. I think that's awesome. This kicks out my heart. And our, uh, you know, like when you're introduced, you're like groomsman and bridesmaid or whatever, you know, and they come in. Yeah. They were, that was Marilyn Manson, uh, the beautiful people. Oh, when they, oh when, when you brought them in. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted it to be like deafening, like, like that it offended my grandma, but Kelly wouldn't go for that, <laughs> but she did go for the song. So we, we kind of, we kind of, how long ago? How long ago was that? We've been married for 16 years. That's great. That's great. Um, I, I play that song, Matthew. Uh, first, let me introduce you real quick. We've got Matthew Snotty tonight with us. Matthew, how are you? Great, Joey. How are you? Great. And we've got Eric Carls, uh, friend and coach of CrossFit Conductor with us. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, but I, I, I put that song on um, because that's that's one of the first I think that's the first one when I was at the at my first class you, you played that and I thought this I knew it was going to be exciting because I love that song that's always a pop up song and my daughter my middle daughter Jules runs cross country and track and so as we're getting ready to pull in I always cue that song up or 46 and 2 by t- uh, I think it's Tool yeah um, and to get those those songs going for and that's one but that's a great i mean i don't care what you're doing that song the kickstart my heart is a great uh, uh song but but real quick eric you were telling a story of your groomsmen with marilyn manson yeah right yeah did it go over well with the crowd it wasn't as dramatic as i wanted it to be i wanted it to be like literally deafening because if like you if you're familiar with that song it's like it's yeah. got a good lead in. It's like, and I wanted it to be like people being like, "What is going on?" <laughs> so it was, it was cool, but it wasn't as dramatic as what I I had anticipated it being. But then your song kicked in, "Kickstart My Heart," yeah. and that I'm sure got everyone pumped up. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a classic. <laughs> Math. Yeah, the, the alcohol probably helped with that as well too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt, Matthew, you're a, you're, are you a Marilyn Manson fan, Matthew? Uh, yes, I, I am. I mean, it's, it's difficult to be one in the current climate because yeah, he's had yeah. some uh, uh, issues uh, with uh, uh, some allegations and things like that. But yeah, back in the day, back in the 90s, yes, definitely a Marilyn Manson fan. Uh, saw him opening for Nine Inch Nails in 1994. So oh. yeah, I've, oh, wow. I've seen him since, since he was uh, just one of the spooky kids. Yeah. The only the only artist I saw before they went mainstream was John Mayer. I saw John Mayer do a little show uh, in Louisville at Jillian's. That's so and it was similar to Nine Inch Nails. Two artists that, that that you would think would segue together perfectly. Yeah. It would be John Mayer and it was Mayer actually Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson, and then it was Nine Inch Nails and John Mayer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Eric, let me let me. I'm, I'm looking for something to, to do a, a good example here. Um, Matthew does a, a great analogy. So we have been we have been friends and colleagues for at least twenty years, right, Matthew? You and I, uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But Eric, we don't hang out. Like like if you have a Venn diagram, which is like let's say you have two circles, the amount of overlap of things that Matthew and I like are just they barely touch. Uh-huh. 
And, yep. and so that's why the John Mayer uh, Nine Inch Nails comparison is oh, a perfect okay. yeah. example of, of our, yeah. Yeah. So. Joey goes to Dave Matthews Band shows and, and I go to see, you know, KMFDM. I'll be honest with you, though. I, more shows that I've gone to have borne more to the genre of the John Mayer opposed to, yeah. I love like heavy metal music, but like, I don't know. I was just never the, I'm too tall and skinny to be the guy jumping around in the mosh pit. <laughs> There's a, uh, there was a, a video, a new video going around that I saw of this guy in a mosh pit. And one guy's he's a big fella, and he's up at the stage, and he's just holding, like, a Guinness in one of the, the solo cups. I don't know if you've seen it. And this other guy just comes thrashing behind him and just bashes this cup right in his face. And, and the guy has a great, great attitude towards it. He just kind of laughs it off. But, no, I'm with you, Eric. I, I would be too intimidated to be in those kind of crowds. I'm more of the mellow guy in the very back uh, of the Dave Matthews we concert. Went, um, a few years back, uh, Five Finger Death Punch came to Rep Arena. <laughs> and we, yeah, I remember when that show, that show came through town, yeah. And we went, and we had seats. So, like, the floor was open, you know, like where they would play the basketball yeah. game. So that was kind of like just general admission kind of mosh pit area. And we had seats and we sat the whole time. <laughs> so that's how I knew. That's how I knew I was too old. <laughs> we'll have to do a, a show at some point of the greatest concerts ever that we've been to, because I'm sure that would fill up easily. Oh, yeah. Our podcast episode. From that. Yeah. Yeah. Joey's top five is going to be Dave Matthews, John Jeez. Mayer. Dave Matthews. Yeah. Dave Matthews. Yeah. And John Mayer. That was a long time ago. We used to go I, see, I, 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 used to go see Jimmy Buffett all the time when he would come. Yeah. I grew up in Chicago and he would come every year and we would just go. And we weren't even that big of a Jimmy Buffett fans. It was just an excuse to go out. Jimmy Buffett throws a good party. Yeah. Grass skirts. I was actually mm-hmm. telling my daughter, my oldest daughter's 14 and she likes Zach Brown band. And I was oh, like, yeah. yeah, you actually might like Jimmy Buffett if you like Zach Brown Band. And she goes, I think that guy sings with him. And he does like Jimmy Buffett's and want to like Zach. Oh, Brown. really? Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. What about Jack Johnson? Real quick. Jack Johnson fans. Yes. Oh, no? big time. That is our morning. I, I like. Yeah, I like. Jack Johnson. Matthew, yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think Matthew likes Jack Johnson. He did the Curious George song. Yes, right? yes, yeah. yes, he did. That's, I mean, I've, I've got kids. I've seen Curious George. And Actually, I that song, so. he opened for Nine Inch Nails once, too. Yeah, he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he opened the door while yeah, he walked in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it all comes full circle. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so, Eric, I'm excited to have you tonight. I, I really just uh, give us a start about uh, a little bit about your background, um, what you do, little, just whatever you want to share with us, family, um, and then kind of w- where you are now and what you're doing. Uh, just just to kind of give the, the listeners, uh, which, by the way, hi, mom. Hi, dad. There we go. Uh, we said hi to our two. Uh, but it, it, seriously, though, t- tell us a little, tell us a little bit about uh, you, your history, and and where you are now. Bring bring us up to speed. Okay. Well, currently, I own and run CrossFit Conductor in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, it's one of four CrossFit gyms in Lexington. And how I got here, I grew up in Chicago. Um, I, I I had to stop myself because I was about to say like the most cliche. CrossFit what, coaching what? thing is like always loved sports and athletics and it's always really good. <laughs> That's but legit though. But um, I did always play sports when I was a kid, but I got into weightlifting because if I was honest and I'm skinny still, 
but imagine in high school, like high school skinny, like kid. I was weight really tall. I'm not much. I'm like six one now. I was about the same height when I was in eighth grade, but probably mm. weigh sixty pounds less than I do now. So like, imagine being that tall and that skinny. And I think I got into weightlifting because of like just insecurities, you know, like with high school. And I was like, well, I saw a bodybuilding magazine and I was like, well, let's do that. And, yeah. Um, and then it, but then it also kind of went hand in hand with playing sports. It was just something that you did. Um, so it became something that I really enjoyed. I played football primarily in high school. I played a bunch of sports, but then at the end of high school, it kind of gets whittled down. So played football and then didn't know that there was other options after you got out of high school than going to college. Like, I just thought that that's what you did. I didn't know that you could go get a job or you could join the military or something like that. Yeah, I think there's so many people that fall in that, but continue, you're right. Yeah, but so I went to school and I played football and I don't know, I don't know if I was 100%, like I loved football, but I was not like, oh my gosh, I gotta go and play. But I had a couple schools that had interest in me and I think I liked the attention. So I was like, yeah, let's go and do this. So I went to a, a small division three school in Wisconsin called Beloit College. And I went there and found out that it was like, it was pretty much like glorified high school football. It wasn't much different, um, but it wasn't the football. I actually really enjoyed the football there. It was actually fun, but the school, so back to like not knowing anything about college, it was a small liberal arts school. And I had no idea what that meant. I just, liberal arts, I had no, I'd never heard that term before. Um, and so I got there and it was, gosh, there was a movie made about it. And it was like, a, it was like a parody of college, but they took every like college like group and put it to the extremes. I can't remember. Was it Van Wilder? Gosh, it might have been. It was like there was the feminist group, but they were so over the top feminist and like but that's like what Beloit College was like and I had no idea about that. And about halfway through my first semester of school, I told my dad that I called him and I go, I don't think I'm in the right place. And he goes, Why? And I go, I was walking to class today and all these different like student groups used to write things on the sidewalks with chalk. And there was one that said, We hate your penis. And I said, Dad, <laughs> I said, Dad, they don't even know my penis. <laughs> How do you hate it? And he goes, wow. He's like, that is, he goes, that is pretty crazy. And so he was like, just stick it out. He's like, yeah. He goes, you might not, might not be the best place for you, but just stick it out and finish the year. So I did. And then I transferred to Butler, which hmm. then was the exact opposite. Um, Butler was a bigger school in Indianapolis. And I went to Butler before anybody knew what Butler was. Like the basketball team wasn't that good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they're a big basketball school now. Oh, big time. Like if when I was there, if you would have been like, if you would have told me what they have done, I would have been like, no, you, it's the wrong school. Like that, they were, <laughs> they, were, they were getting better, but they were nowhere near that. But then I loved the school, but the football, the football was almost so big that I ended up getting kind of swallowed up in it. And that was back when, if you transferred, you had a city year. So I didn't get to play my first year, and I was just a tackling dummy. So that got, oh, kind of beat me down a little bit. And then I just didn't enjoy it. But anyway. Um, now, was Butler uh, Division One? They were. In football? Yeah. So they were Division One in every sport except football. 
And that was oh. back when there used to be um, one double A, if you remember that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the only double A I know is a battery. So is double A good? Double <laughs> A is almost the equivalent, almost loosely, to what um, Division One non-bowl eligible is now. Okay. So they were like small Division One schools. So they were smaller. It was, it, you could almost call it a Division Two school, but... But that's it was kind of like a fringe division one school. But still going from from D three to D one. That's a that's a problem. Oh yeah, it was a big jump, but it was a good jump though. I I enjoyed it, but um, but yeah, the first year of being a tackling dummy was not fun because they were a lot no. they were a lot better players than the guys <laughs> was school. Was your weight still the same, or had you? Had oh, you I was always undersized in football. I never played the right sport. Okay. I should have okay. ran cross country. I should have swam, and I should have maybe wrestled. Okay. And I played football, basketball, and baseball. Like it was every sport that I shouldn't have. And even back on football, like it, my football days didn't make me any smarter. <laughs> so uh, with with your weight, I'm curious. And uh, did you? I mean, were you like a dumpster eating fiend? Oh yeah, you had to be. I mean. I mean, but but to, because you weren't able to put weight on, just because of your your build and your your genetics from a from a metabolic standpoint. So I would try to put as much weight on as I could. So I would go into every season. Currently, I weigh 165 pounds. When I was okay. in college, I weighed 190 going into a season. But then the the first couple of weeks, where that was back in the day when they would do like two and three days practices, mm-hmm. I'd be down to 180 in a week. <laughs> couldn't keep it on and then but then I didn't care what I ate so I would eat anything like legitimately yeah. every time I left the cafeteria bre- breakfast lunch and dinner I had two ice cream cones one in each hand <laughs> and that was just because I loved them I do that too yeah <laughs> 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 All right, so w- walk us through then after after your undergrad. Take take us to the well, next step. So the undergrad thing is important because then I was te- it was my third year of college, but I was technically a sophomore after transferring as far as like um, credits go. And my <laughs> academic counselor goes, "Hey, you need to declare a major." And I go, <laughs> and I go, "Oh, you were serious about that? <laughs> I had no idea." And she goes, and this is literally how the conversation went. She goes, what do you like to do? And I go, I like to work out. She goes, you're a kinesiology major. And I said, great. What the hell That's a that? good counselor. I said, I had no idea what that was. But so she told me what it was. And, uh, and basically that's like, that was the early days of like what they call exercise science now. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. what that degree would be. And then um, I loved it. Because when I told people I was a kinesiology major, they thought I was either, they didn't know what it was either. So they either thought I was going to be a doctor or like an astronaut. So I loved it. <laughs> Anything with an ology at the end. Yeah. Of that, oh, yeah. You're, you're winning. You're yeah. absolutely winning. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I became a kinesiology major. And then I found out that once you graduate, that that degree doesn't do you anything. Like, <laughs> I might as well have done like English studies with a minor in women's dance. <laughs> so then I was I was volunteering I was a football coach at um, the high school that I played at while I was working as a one of the things I had a I got a job at the University of Illinois Chicago where I ended up graduating from and um, it was like a clinical research study I was like a data collector and it was for terminally ill cancer patients and if oh. 
the effects of like aerobic exercise had on them. So they would put these people that were like terminally ill lung cancer patients on a treadmill and I would collect their spit in a bottle and it was like they were, they were measuring their oxygen output. They're like, it gets way nerdier than that. But like, so I would have to measure these things and then collect the data. It was the worst job ever. Oh my gosh! And so, I'm sitting here with my mouth open listening. I yeah, didn't it was know crazy. That did that? But it was literally you just writing numbers down. And the guys yeah. that I coached with said, "Why don't you go back to school and be a teacher?" Because they were like, okay. "That's why a lot of us te- are teachers because we get to coach them." So that's what I did. So I went back to grad school and I got my master's in education. And then okay. um, I was a high school teacher for a long time. Well, not a long yeah. time, but like when I was in Chicago, but always liked the strength and conditioning stuff and was a football coach then at the high school that I eventually taught at. And then they didn't have, I taught at Lane Tech High School in Chicago, which is, it's always either the first or second biggest high school in Illinois, like right around okay. 5,000 right kids. Wow. Yeah. And they didn't have a strength and conditioning coach, so I just volunteered to do it. So that's how I kind of got into like the quote unquote strength and conditioning world. So where did CrossFit come into your life? So CrossFit came in because I had been doing myself personally, like even with sports, it was like the typical, like what most people do. They go and do like a bodybuilding style workout and then they hit the treadmill for 30 minutes and it was, it never really seemed to, as much work as I was putting in, it never really seemed to do anything. So I started looking around and that was like the early days of the internet. So it was like a whole new yeah. world of things. And then right yeah. around that time, the movie 300 came out. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and everybody was like, look at yes. these guys. It's incredible. So there was a, there was a gym that trained the actors for that out in Utah called Jim Jones, which by the way is the greatest gym name ever. It's spelled it G- it's spelled G Y M Jones. <laughs> like that's the guy that yeah uh, it, it, yeah I'm down and, uh, and that's the yeah yeah yeah. So I'm like that's the greatest gym name ever, and they were they were very CrossFit esque, and that that was around the time that CrossFit was just CrossFit was still underground, like only mm-hmm. the diehards knew about it. But um, so with finding. Jim Jones, very similar CrossFit, but like theirs were all like 45 minute to 60 minute workouts. Oh, forget it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So they were that. And then through searching around, then I came across CrossFit and then I came across the RKC, which is Russian kettlebells. Yeah. 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 And so I was following those and I latched onto the kettlebell deal because all you needed was a kettlebell. It very minimal equipment. So I bought two kettlebells and I had a, you still have them. Yeah. They're in the gym. Are those are the ones that are yeah, in the, those old by the, ones. By the Yeah. Okay. I wondered what, okay. Now I know the history behind those, those. Yeah. The originals. And, um, I bought a 53 and a 35 because they said that men should train with a 53 and women should train with a 35 and the 35 <laughs> destroyed me. The only thing I did with the 53, 
my garage door would never stay open, like the side entrance door. So I prop it, it up. open with it. And I was like, what am I ever going to do with that? <laughs> so I got into that world and started doing that and then eventually quit my like 24-hour gym membership kind of deal that I had and just started yeah. doing stupid stuff out in my, in my garage, like pull-ups and a ton of body weight stuff and did that. And that's what I would do with, because the high school that I taught at, they had a weight room, but not a lot of equipment. So it, I didn't have much of a choice. So I'm the strength and conditioning coach for a football team and don't have equipment. So you yeah. got to be creative. So we sure. did like, I made the kids bring in, I figured every kid had a backpack, bring in an old backpack and we filled it with sand and gravel. And that's what they used. I bet the parents love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. One kid had like a My Little Pony backpack. So rucksacks just got into that stuff. And then um, we ended up moving to Kentucky. Couldn't find mm-hmm. a teaching job. So I got into construction management, which I was grossly underqualified for. But I had done that. I had worked. Um, I had done rough framing when I was like okay. in school. So I had okay. like a carpentry, like like I would like to say I had a carpentry. You had some skills. Yeah, but I was like, when you do that at a young age, you just move lumber. Like, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say I actually built houses. I moved the wood around so other people could build right. houses. Right. Um, so did that, but always did, always did. Uh, still kept working out and mm-hmm. and we moved to Lexington because that's where my wife is originally from we met in Chicago had two kids in Chicago and then when our second daughter was born everything about living in the city wasn't cool anymore like the bar that let yeah. out at four in the morning wasn't cool when you had two little kids sleeping so we right. moved my wife we were going to move to the suburbs where I grew up and my wife said hey would you consider moving to Kentucky and I said yeah and our bags were packed before it left my mouth. That's great. Right. That's how I got the job in construction management. And I think as like a, I think as like a throwing me a bone, she's like, why don't you open a gym? And I was like, on top of my full-time job, she's like, yeah, that'd be great. So I had like, I, I rented a, or I leased a space off of um, Newtown Pike and had a little place that I called Six Foot Fitness. And it was all kettlebell stuff. And there was like, there was like 15 people dumb enough to come and work out with me. <laughs> and so we did kettlebell stuff and then that lease went up and it was just, it was so much work. I just didn't want to, just to, having to pay for leasing yeah. it. You know what I mean? It was just more work than I wanted to do. But then the guy that I worked for had a small corner in a warehouse that he did that he kept all his equipment in. So I rented okay. it. A space from him and that was on the drag strip behind the boot store off of Nicholasville Road yeah so I was yeah. doing that but I was only doing it as a place for myself to work out and people would pay me like it was minimal I think they paid yeah. like 20 or 30 bucks a month to come yeah but it was enough to buy some new equipment every once in a while and I think I paid him like 200 bucks in rent a month um and then uh, a friend of ours, well, not necessarily. I, I wouldn't. He wasn't a friend at the time because it was just I didn't know him. But our kids went to preschool together, 
and him and a group of guys were going to open a crossfit and okay so they had all these guys like there were seven other guys that wanted to open this crossfit but only one of them was a coach and so okay. he knew me and he had heard that i had this little spot and he asked me he goes would you be willing to go into this thing with us to open this crossfit and i was like yep i'm in and he's like well let me tell you about it and i go it doesn't matter i'm in so <laughs> that's how it all started and that was 2012 and we opened crossfit 859 together which is still around mm-hmm. yep so that's a that was pretty long-winded but that's how my crossfit career started and then now i jokingly say that i've either owned or been kicked out of every crossfit gym in central kentucky so I don't know if that's funny or sad, <laughs> but it's actually the truth. <laughs> so, so a lot like Matthew and I, and Eric, you and I have had this conversation. We're, we're all entrepreneurial entrepreneurs, yeah, and we we've all opened businesses. Matthew has had his company open for over twenty years, so okay. he has a lot more longevity than both of us as as as, as business owners. But, but. Uh, Conductor, CrossFit Conductor, I think, did it open right as COVID was coming out? Or when when was that inception of CrossFit Conductor? I signed the lease in the end of February of 2020. So maybe... Shoot, talk about time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we were... But it, it, it was what it was, you know what I mean? It, it is what it is. So yeah, talk, yeah, talk, yeah. Talk, talk about that some. How how did the pandemic affect all that? I mean, that's got to be scary. You, happening right as you're opening up a new uh, 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 enterprise, you know, a, a, a new business. Well, that's all depending upon people coming in person. Well, yeah, and in the beginning, it didn't seem like that big of a deal because remember, in the beginning, it was two weeks. We're going to flatten the curve. <laughs> big deal that was fine (laughs) yes and then as it went on but the the good thing is though there was a lot of build out to do in the space that i was in and i did it all so it it took me it took me a solid like three and a half four months to get it all done so there was a lot of there was a lot of leeway time so we were we're i can't say we're coming out of it because i feel like we're still knee deep but it wasn't things were open but they weren't open and there was we we were small enough that we kind of flew under the radar but our my business model is way smaller than most crossfits anyway so like it it wasn't it wasn't going to be this crazy like 30 people in this small room at any one time and in the beginning i didn't have anybody so it was me and like one or two other people you know what I mean? That would come and work out. So it was like, it was what was being allowed anyway. Was one of them Kelly, your wife? Yeah. Yeah. Don't laugh. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I am, but I'm not. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it actually wasn't, it wasn't really that big of a deal. We were going to, I knew it was going to take yeah. a while to get it going anyway. So timing actually worked out well as we rolled it, things started to open back up. So it wasn't, it wasn't as scary as that sounds like starting in the beginning of, you know what I mean? 2020. Yeah. You know, it's funny when I hear your story, uh, up to this point, 
I can resonate to a certain extent with the passion for it because if, if, if you had told me that your entire background was meteorology and you're like, you know what, I think I'm just going to go ahead and get into fitness, it would be one thing, but, but it's always been uh, bettering uh, from a standpoint of coaching, teaching, athletics, yeah. and bettering people's yeah. physical and, and, and health all around. Yeah. You know, if you had said to me, Joey, we want you to go into sales. I'd go in front of my desk and I would turn on my computer to start doing sales and I'd want to know how I can re reconfigure the computer. It's just that I, I all I want to do is something that, that you know, what, what you're passionate about. And you yeah. can obviously tell you're very passionate about it. And that shows, I think, in your in your daily coaching of your classes. Yeah, um, I've I've been a member at several CrossFit gyms uh, throughout throughout probably the past you know, one and a half decades. And this by far, I love it. I, th I think it's just a phenomenal model. I think what you've got is a, a, a great ability to not only connect with the individuals, but, um, take away the anxiety and the worry of the word CrossFit. And oh, I want to talk yeah. about that for just a second, because it, it has a stigma. Let, oh, let's for just, sure. you know, let's, let's call it out. Well, and it's a stigma, but it's real though. Like, <laughs> There's sure there's as many. So CrossFit's based. CrossFit is not a franchise. So they're not all run the same. And it's an affiliate model. And all you're basically doing is you're licensing the right to use the word CrossFit. So if I want if I wanted to pay the CrossFit affiliate fee and hold fart blowing contests, that's what I could do. There's no. So with that being said, you're going to find good, you're going to find bad. And you're now you bring up something interesting. What's that? <laughs> oh, yeah, the far blowing contest. I said, you bring up something interesting because that would be a CrossFit I would join. Yeah, right? I know. What's, what's the monthly fee on that one? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty high. You'd be surprised. <laughs> Go ahead, Eric. I'm Continue. sorry. I'm sorry. I stepped on No, you. no, it's good. It's good. No, so, but yeah, but you're right though. But so, unfortunately, well, back in the day, there weren't that many CrossFits around. So people, they could be, they could be bad. They could be dirty. They could be grungy. But now that there's more choice, but unfortunately still people, and I get it, people still pick the CrossFit gym that they go to just basically, usually it's by proximity to their house. And then people join one and they think that that's what every CrossFit is like. And even if it's the worst one in the world, they're like, oh my gosh, mine is the best. I love it. It's so good. Well, why do you love sure. it? Because it's the best. Well, what makes it the best? I don't know, because I've never been to a different one. So. <laughs> People say it's well, the best. Yeah. Do uh, you remember the time I came in and I was having a conversation with you and I had gone to uh, Toronto, Canada for a work conference. This was over... Oh, this was before, way before COVID, mm -hmm. uh, maybe two years ago now. I don't know. Anyway, and I, I did a drop in. Yeah, I, I was like, there's a CrossFit like across the street from the hotel I was staying at, and I wanted to go do a drop in. And Matthew, a drop in is you just pay twenty bucks and you can jump in, a, a drop in one of the classes. Mm -hmm. And I had gone in, and the I, I said, hey, can I drop in? And the girl behind the counter was like, sure. She took my money, and that was it. And I thought okay, is there a class? Is there, you know, can you point me in this direction or that direction? And there was, it was very standoffish. It was very, um, there, there was just no. So they were I happy, just, to, they were happy they were, to take your money, but they <laughs> right. had no interest in actually giving you any service yeah. in return. 
Yeah. Exactly. And I rem- I remember just finding a corner and I found a, a barbell and I just put some weights and I was like, well, I'm just going to work on my, I'm going to work on whatever it snatches or, or, or I don't know what I did because I was just kind of by myself and I thought, man, I, I, you know, it just wasn't a very good experience. I think I mentioned that to you one time and there have been others that I've gone to where, oh my gosh, they welcome you. And it's like, Hey, my name's Sally or my yeah. name's Jimmy. And, and Hey, welcome, where are you from? And, and, and it just makes it a much more enjoyable experience. Yeah. And, and that's, so my perspective, like as a business owner, this is really hard to do. And I think people kind of, um, naturally like weed themselves out, but like, I want members that I want to hang out with. Like, can I hang out in a car with you for an hour and not want to blow my brains out? Like those are the kind of people that I want to be around. Like I could care less what your athletic ability is. You know what I mean? Are you a, are you a CrossFit games athlete? Are you for, I don't care. I just care. Like, like you come early a lot because you drop your kids off at school and then come in. I enjoy talking with you in that time. You know what I mean? Like those are the sure. kind of people that I want to be around in the gym. And that's what I'm, that's probably my biggest thing that I'm trying to foster with that though. It's not as sexy as like the CrossFit gym that goes, yeah, we have, we've got three CrossFit games athletes. And if you don't know what a CrossFit games athlete, that's like, it, it's the equivalent to an Olympic athlete. They're like, the, the 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 best of the best and that looks awesome but that doesn't what that doesn't what makes a success that's not what makes a successful crossfit business like those those people don't drive your business like they're they're one in a million you know so it's cool it sounds cool they look really good with their shirts off or like the women the women look like they're out in their underwear which like isn't like that but that's not that doesn't make you have a successful business though. You know, yeah. For, well, t- let me l- go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to uh, tell you, you know, from, from, from the model that you've got it and what you foster, I think at this location, um, you know, I have seen, I've seen all of the spectrum. I've seen the individuals that come in and, you know, they're setting the baseline standard of, holy cow, that's a cyborg doing that workout today. But then, but the majority, and I, when I tell you this, the majority of the people there, we just kind of look at each other and like, I'm going to help push you through. You're going to help push me through. I'm going to modify where I need to modify. And, and, uh, I think that's what makes it such a a great environment is you could be, you could be somebody struggling with, um, whatever health condition it is and you may be not be able to pick up one weight you're going to find a way and i say you you eric you'll find a way to say okay let's modify this yeah let's make let's make it doable my i I feel like my one superpower in the crossfit world is showing people that don't think they can do crossfit that they can do crossfit crossfit's not what you see on the internet it's not no it's not it's not well and it can be but that's not what we do we're not it's not 20 year olds with their shirts off it's 45 year olds with their shirts off that maybe shouldn't have their shirts off <laughs> yeah I'm, i was waiting for matthew to laugh there so <laughs> that's 
Is that you, Joey? <laughs> not yet. You, do you not, take your shirt yet. off? <laughs> November 20th, I think, will be the day I do. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, Matthew, I don't know if I, I think I told you on the way back from Cincinnati last week, I'm, I'm training to do a, a marathon Mar- row. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. November 20th is the day. A um, marathon row, but you're not actually in the water. You're you're doing it all through a I'm just sitting on a through a device. A, uh, your your, your mouse clicking your way through a uh, through <laughs> through a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I keep clicking it fast yeah. enough, I'll eventually <laughs> You're you're going to you're not going to take this away from me. All right. <laughs> it made me think of the people that like count their steps and they don't get enough in, so they like pace around their bedroom before they go to bed. <laughs> I love it. Sarah and I had a competition early on when she got her uh, her Apple Watch and she's like, oh, "I got to close all three of my rings. I got to close all three of my rings." You know, it lasted I think four days yeah. you know it's mm-hmm. like okay i'm okay with it not closing today yeah, yeah. so uh Matthew, go ahead well no i was just going to say uh i mean you doing your marathon is 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 your marathon uh a rowing marathon not a running marathon but yes. it's it's uh, it's it's on a rowing machine but it's is it through uh eric's uh crossfit so, or is it something completely separate or no no it's i'm doing it i'm doing it at his facility it just came up because eric has these when when you join he gives you this little he calls it a doodly board the little white mini whiteboards yeah. and he puts it up on the wall and i think now you've got over 50 up there yeah. of of people's names and he asks you to write what are your goals and and they could be anything right it doesn't just have to be fitness it could be you know you want to learn how to to watercolor or or whatever it is but majority of people put down what are some of their fitness goals and and people were putting things down like lose lose x amount of pounds or i want to i want to get double unders which are hitting the jump rope two times under as you as you do one jump up and and i wrote down I want to do a, a marathon row because I've ran a marathon. I, I did one and I don't think I will ever do it again. It was so hard on my legs and knees and joints, just the pounding. Wow. And I thought, you know, I want to challenge. I want to do something physically that, that I know will take me way out of my comfort zone. Let's do a row. And I wrote it up. And then Eric, one day when I went in, he looks at me and he's like, so when's the date? And I was like, uh, October 8th. And, and I remember you were like, that's an arbitrary date. I was like, it's a Tuesday. <laughs> so anyway, we picked November 20th. And yes, Matthew, we are doing it there. Um, and you're, okay. and, uh, we're doing it, in, uh, right, Eric? Uh, people can do it. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to create like an event out of it where like people don't necessarily have to row the marathon by themselves. Like if you want to get a team of four, you can break it up with people. But really, it's just to get a group of people around to be doing it while Joey's doing it and we're on one of them at the same time. I think we've, I think we've got one or two other people who have said they're going to, uh, they're going to do it. So I, I hope they do. Yeah. There's a bunch of people though that are going to split it up. I know there's a bunch yeah. of people been talking about that. They're going to do it like a team of four. Um, I'm looking forward to it though, but it, it's, it's a great environment. Uh, I want to do some myth busters of CrossFit. Okay. Uh, are, are you okay with this, Eric? They're going to yeah. be the, the, the elephant in the room topics, but I know that these are the, the ones that people that don't know much about it is a lot of times it's the first thing that hits their, uh, their thought, their mind when yeah. they think of CrossFit. So the first oh, one is, can, can, can I, can yeah, I start? Cause, cause, cause I don't do CrossFit and you haven't seen my list either. Have you? No, I haven't. I have no idea right. what you're getting ready to say, but the first thing that I always think of when I hear CrossFit is kipping. Oh yeah. That's and James Bond doesn't kip, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> so that's the that, that that's the pull up with the kick, right? Yeah. So and, yeah. Right. Right. And but but I've always heard that you know that with with, with CrossFit was always you know yeah, they encourage you to 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 kick when you did yeah, pull ups. It, it's cheater pull ups. Yeah, but yeah. it's so that's one of the best things about that. Like, so yeah, when you see pull ups in a workout, that refers to a kipping pull up, and it's just it's using your legs to create upward momentum, so it's not just your arms. But a lot of that is to so that you can increase the volume of pull ups that you want to do. So people say, right. "Well, I don't do kipping pull ups," and I was one of those people. I was like, "I do strict pull ups." Well, CrossFit is. The, the elevator pitch on CrossFit is it's it's basically taking strength training and cardio conditioning and blurring the line between those two. So we take a lot of strength movements and do them high volume, really quick, and that's one of the that's one of the things that we do as far as pull ups go. Now we do strict pull ups too. That's the thing is like everybody that knocks it goes, well, I do strict pull ups, and we go, well, yeah, so do we. We just do the same thing as like bench press there's incline bench there's decline bench there's bench press why well, do bench press well yeah so do we we do an incline too we do a decline too you know we do a dumbbell we do it we do it all it's just another version it's kind of like one of those falls into that category of people that criticize crossfit that have never done crossfit mm-hmm. is where i kind of land that into that's okay. a good answer um, the first one from a female perspective, they will get too big. Oh, that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. I, admit, <laughs> I can't tell you how many women after one workout leave with shoulders that they can't even fit through the doorway. It's insane. It? We've, we've ruined so many women. It's, it's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had a quote, a reporter asked him one time, he was like, what do you say to people that tell you that they don't want to look like you? And he tells them they don't have to worry because they never will. Oh, I love it. That's brilliant. <laughs> that doesn't happen on accident. That doesn't happen on accident. Right. Right. You know, the Onion <clears throat> did, if you're familiar with the Onion newspaper. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Way long ago before they were online, I actually knew somebody that went to the University of Wisconsin where that started. And okay. there was an article in there that said, um, it was a picture of like a soccer mom, and then the picture next to her was this like woman that was like a bodybuilder, just in, like looked like a man. And it says, "Woman's worst fears comes true." Tries CrossFit once and then bulks up. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I love good. And I never say this to people, but people that women tell me that all the time. Well, I don't want to get big and broad. <laughs> well, you're not going to. Don't worry about it. That is a fear. That's a s- solid answer. Yeah. Solid answer. Yeah. Um, okay, here's one. If I do CrossFit, I'm going to get injured. 100%. That's another true. That's without a doubt. It. That's the dumbest one that I ever hear because every year the number one sport that people get injured in is running. And so yeah. that's a statistic that I just made up. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> but any physical, anything short of getting off your couch has an element of physical activity. You sure. Injured in football, you can get injured in soccer. You can do it. And it's not CrossFit that injures anyone. It's the, it's the implementation of CrossFit. And nine out of 10 times, it has nothing to do with the coaches. That has to do with the individual. That one, I have two of my main jobs in CrossFit is getting people 
slightly out of their comfort zone to push themselves a little bit that always want to hold back. And then the other job is pulling people and saving themselves from the, from themselves, like yeah. making sure that they're not doing too much and that it, and yeah, you, you can look sloppy, but that happens in regular gyms too. So, sure. but yeah, you can get injured doing anything. And I think if COVID taught us anything is that you can have dire consequences sitting on your couch doing nothing. So it pick and choose, <laughs> well, you know what I mean? It, whatever you want to do. Yeah, that that was when it was at, towards the end of COVID. I ran into your wife. Sarah and I were at a cross, uh, no, it was a track meet. And that's when she told me, I was like, how's Eric? And I hadn't, gosh, Eric, I hadn't seen you in I don't know how many years. And when she told me, I was like, this is exactly what I needed to get my tail off of the couch from COVID and back into something, yeah, which was uh, You are going to run into, move. I'm not going to lie, you're <clears> going to run into injuries with people. A lot of times people, when they come into CrossFit, um, I know what you see in the internet doesn't portray this, but if your typical CrossFit, if I had to give you a demographic, it's like 30 to 50 year old working professionals is yeah, yeah, bulk, I would, yeah. the bulk of CrossFit members. Well, if you come in and I don't care if you used to be an ex high school or college athlete, if you haven't done anything for 10 to 15 years and you go back into working out. Yeah. Your body's not used to it. And if you're not careful, mm-hmm. I always give the analogy of like starting CrossFit is like walking to the ocean, walking gradual and only go as deep as you feel confident that you can swim. And if you don't feel confident, you need to back up and you need to walk out, get a little closer to shore. So yeah, it's just every, and everybody's a little bit different. So yeah, yeah. So if I told you that there wasn't risk of injury, there is, but you can walk out of your house and walk your dog and get run over. So there's risk of injury there. Too. So, <laughs> you know, pick and choose. And if you don't want to get injured, that's fine. Don't, don't do anything. The last one I'm going to talk about, and then I want to I want to move over to uh, nutrition here real quick. I know we're we're, we're nearing the end here, but uh, the last MythBuster, which is a big one, is the cost. And people look at CrossFit as you know they can go to Planet Fitness, yeah. right? And 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 they can get a membership for ten dollars a month. And CrossFit CrossFit is a I mean it's it's a when you look at it from that perspective, it's more expensive. I mean, it's a lot more expensive, but, but you made an analogy, which has stuck with me. And you said, um, I think it was you. And I don't know if you coined this, you're going to pay for your health one way or the other. You're going to pay for it up front or you're going to pay for it, uh, at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I stole that. You're going to pay. Okay. And it yeah. was, it was an Instagram post and I did from, uh, um, Goodfellas. And when it was F you pay me, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, oh, your house burnt down. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. pay me. Doesn't matter. Right. You you pay one way or the other. So you can either pay with your time and your effort now and get it out of the way, or you pay. It catches up to you. And unfortunately, yeah. our society thinks that it's just a natural progression. That when you get into your forties, you're supposed to be like, oh, everything hurts. Is it? Or in your fifties or in your 60s, and then you can't walk around. That's that's not how I want to go out. I want to go out like the 80-year-old doing doing muscle-ups and being tattooed <laughs> to the to the gills, and you know what I mean? Everybody going, what the Which, <clears throat> Yeah, Matthew, you can't see. Uh, um, Eric, Eric, he's, uh, we, we'll have to do another podcast of your tattoos and the... the oh, I shouldn't uh, have worn my shirt, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, do you have any tattoos? Uh, I declined to answer. <laughs> okay. All right. 
None that, got, you're, none that you're aware of. Okay. Again, the more times over the past year, Matthew and I have, we're just doing more and more together from a, from a work standpoint and, and spending a lot more time together. And, and the onion layers are peeling back, I think, for both of us <laughs> of what I'm learning about Matthew, what Matthew is learning about me. Um, <clears throat> Eric, you posted something that I saw, uh, and it was about yogurt one day. And I had to like literally go in my fridge and I was like, oh, these yogurts, I guess, aren't, aren't very good. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to talk about yogurt, but I want to talk about nutrition. And you have a phrase, don't eat like a a-hole, yeah. right? And talk, t- t- tell us a little bit about that, that theory. Well, and the other analogy is don't eat like my 10-year-old. Like people are like, what should I eat? <laughs> well, I don't know. Here's the easiest thing. Would a 10-year-old choose that? And if the answer is yes, don't eat it. Like, <laughs> like what would a little kid pick? You know, like it's, it's not as complicated as we make it. Now you can make it complicated and you can go down this rabbit hole, but we're not stupid. Like a bag of Doritos isn't a health drink. If you, if you, if you think that diet soda is okay, you're fooling yourself. You know what I mean? It's, it's the same thing. As like, you're passionate about it though. I mean, you are, you are, well, you, 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 good. Nutrition is more important than anything that we do in CrossFit. CrossFit is great, and that's the other thing that I think people have it backwards is that they they think that working out is the key to health and weight loss. It's not. It's nutrition. Nutrition is the mm. magic pill, and it's and I'm not dogmatic in nutrition, meaning like I don't tell anybody to eat paleo or carnivore or keto or vegan. I don't care how you do it, but if I had two things that I could tell you not to do, like. Well, yeah. the basic, the basics, I said two things, but the one, eat real food. And what is real mm. food? It's things that don't have things on the ingredient label list that you don't know what they are. Regardless if the FDA says that they're okay. If you don't know what they are, don't eat them. Like, there's a reason a tomato doesn't have a label on it, because it's a tomato. You know, and I know <laughs> that's hard to do, but what do they do about this? Well, you don't eat that. Oh, well, well, I want to eat that. I, I want to. Well, then you don't really want to do what you told. Like I get people all the time. I want to lose weight. All right. Let's take a look at what you're doing. And basically my my test is for people. I have them track for a week what they yeah. drink. And if you can't yeah. do that for a week, number one, that shows me you're not serious about what you want to do. And if you can, then it gives me a better insight into what you're doing. And it's not the things we do occasionally. It's what we do consistently. And then I can take a look at what you're doing and I can easily go, well, if weight loss is your goal, eliminate this, eliminate that. And when people go, well, I can't do that. Well, then you don't want to do what you said you want to do. And it seems harsh, but it's the reality of it. So if you're not willing to do that, then you're not willing to, I want to lose weight. No, you don't. You say you want to do it. But what's that thing like fill one hand with wishes and the other hand with piss and see which one feels like first or something like that. <laughs> I totally butchered that, but you get what I'm saying? Like people did, we want, yeah, sure. that would be great. I want to do that. Well, do you really want to do right. that or does it just sound good? So, yeah, but yeah, but that's, well, it, it, it's, it's a whole nother rabbit hole. No, I know. And again, we, uh, what I love about this is y- you may not know this, but you'll be back on for like five more episodes yeah. <laughs> and, and we'll, we'll talk about more, uh, uh, more in depth, but, um, uh, I want to. I'm going to segue into a different topic here in just a second as as we we're getting ready to close out. But um, if I had gone to a gym or Matthew, let's say you, you know any of us go to a gym and we say, okay, we want to get personal training, and the individual that's getting ready to train us, um, 
you know, isn't, you can tell just doesn't um, abide by their own rules, so to speak. Yeah. You know, I think there's I think there's something to be said there. Uh, but what I like about your model is, you know, you do it. And I can't use the excuse of my three kids anymore because you've got three kids. And I think they're all practically the same age as mine. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, my son's making mac and cheese and hot dogs. I'm like, OK, crap. You know, so I, I can't use that as the uh, as the excuse anymore yeah. of of. Well, Eric doesn't understand because he's not in my shoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, it all, but it, you're right. It all comes down to, you know, you either want to do it or you don't. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I don't let my kids have mac and cheese and hot dogs, but it's, no, you're, you're a terrible parent, but it, I know <laughs> But it's, like, if you ask my kids, um, they would tell you, they would tell you differently, but like we, they do that kind of stuff, but we try to, we try to control as much as we can in our house because yeah. and then, I, then we don't have to be the police outside of the house because they're inundated by everything. And then outside of the house, go be a kid, do whatever you want to do. But like, we still have that stuff in our house, but it's not, it's not as prevalent as probably most people. You and Matthew would have a lot in, co- well, you, I, I think you would have a lot in common from the standpoint, Matthew is a master smoker, meets and <laughs> I was going to say, uh, okay. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So, so uh, there are constant weekends where I'll get a text of I'm smoking a brisket or I'm smoking ribs or I'm smoking this, this, this. Can I bring you some? And I think you're, you're a carnivore as well, correct? Yeah. 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 And uh, when you said, you know, eat real food, it was just one of the things that I thought about. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, nutrition's a whole other topic because there's so many different people get yeah people get more dogmatic about nutrition than they do religion oh my so i i, I don't want to segue but i do because i'm add my wife is a, is a clinical not a clinical nutritionist. she she teaches nutrition at uk yeah. and so I, i'm you know i always will look at her and i'll be like which one this or this yeah. she'll be like you know what choose that one because of this this yeah. and this and there are times you know it's really it's really neat to hear her perspective on things because she'll say She'll look at something that one of the kids has eaten, and I'll be like, that's not good for him. She said, Joey, no, it's not about this. It's about the calories for this example, or it's about, I don't know. There are just yeah. so many different lenses uh, with yeah. nutrition, and I, and I don't want to go down a, yeah. a rabbit hole. But um, you and I share a commonality, Eric, of 80s cartoons, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I've got a little something here. Matthew, you don't know what this is, so um, I'm going to play this. And so I'm going to cut that off there. There was a uh, Matthew knows I'm a big eighties fan and uh, yep. <laughs> so Eric, why masters of the universe as your favorite cartoon? I should I'll say. be honest with you. That was probably like, now that you asked me that, that was probably my first, like, you know, I told you that I, when I was like a, a, a tall skinny kid and I saw a bodybuilding magazine that might've been my first, like, that might've been like the precursor to the bodybuilding magazine. I don't know. I just yeah. thought they were cool. You remember how ripped He-Man guys were? <laughs> oh yeah. All of, all of the, all of the uh, figures, they all had like eight pack abs and oh, yeah. like, you know, all their, yeah. The best is though, you and I have talked about it. There was a character named Fisto with a gigantic <laughs> single arm. Stop. That is so, 
Like, like, was that on purpose or is that just like, like, it's brilliant. (laughs) That's the best thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Normally I go as Elvis every year for Halloween, but I might have to make an exception this year. (laughs) And anyone that will understand or say, Oh my God, you're Fisto. Yes. You have to, you know, you, you've buying them drinks all night. Yeah, it's just absolutely. that, that is credit to that individual. Uh, Matthew, what was your favorite eighties cartoon? Oh, uh, probably transformers. Yeah. I was, I was okay. big on transformers. So solid. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever make, uh, and I know you did, was, yeah. but the, when you had your transformer at home and you know how quickly they transformed in the cartoon and you would be transforming your guy and making the noise, you'd be like, you'd run out of breath because you're like, good God, how do we put this thing together? <laughs> uh, and the worst was Starscream because Starscream, you had to put the fists on it and you had yeah. to put the, the landing gear. Yeah, on and it was like and, a compartment that you went into it. And then the DM, then yeah. they came out with the, uh, the Constructicons. You ever tried Constructicons? Yeah. You ever tried putting that thing together when you put all five in together? It would never stay together. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a static statue that we put together. <laughs> what was the name? My favorite one was um, it was a uh, set. It was uh, he had the cassette player in his chest. And all the he little guys. Robotic. Yeah. Sound screen. What was it? Sa- sound no, no, gauge. Sound wave. Sound wave. Yeah. Sound wave. But what yes. was the name Starscream of the? Was the- what oh, was the um, name of the the cat? It would turn into like this. Ravage. Oh my gosh! Matthew has a steel steel trap of a memory. <laughs> I mean, right? yeah, the Black Panther. That was that was the best cassette. I had I, I had uh, yeah, Ravage and uh, Ravage. Uh, there were the, there were the two birds and then there were the two little robots. Yeah. So there were five cassettes total. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I always say I always tell my kids sometimes I'll just hang my head when they want to go get in front of a screen and I'm like you guys don't understand how great I think you know the 80s childhood was with with everything that we had <laughs> that that they didn't and I think for good reasons and I'll let you guys if you want to mention on it you can but again this is a whole other <laughs> therapeutic topic there is there is three years in a row for Christmas that I was convinced I was getting the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier Oh, oh yes. USS flat. Yes, and it was six feet long. My yes. parents kept telling me that it was too big, and I told them that I would get rid of my bed. <laughs> I'll sleep on the, I would on the sleep ship. On it. And I guarantee you, had I gotten it, I would still play with it to this day. <laughs> my friend Scott Wolf had it, and I was oh. at his house every single day. Every single day, he had it. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And we had the hovercraft yeah. and we had GI Joe was my jam. That was, that's what I, yeah. that was my favorite was GI Joe and lady Jane. I think I had my first crush on, uh, <laughs> and then maybe Jim and the holograms. I don't know. My parents, when I was an adult, bought me like this tiny one, like aircraft carrier. And they're like, look, we got you the GI Joe aircraft carrier. And I was just like, wait a minute. Oh, well, um, Everybody, the gym is a CrossFit conductor. Eric, tell us where we can find you. Tell us how to get in touch. Uh, how does somebody who's listened today uh, start their journey? They, so the easiest way is to literally just go to CrossFitConductor.com. You can sign up for So I start everybody off with, 
they come in, we sit down for like 15 minutes, literally just talk. It's not, you're not coming in. I'm not going to make you throw up. I tell it like literally, I don't really do a lot of talking. I actually let them talk and I want to know if it's going to be a good fit. And then from there we do, I prescribe depending on people's backgrounds, like how many we do one-on-one sessions and not everybody's going to be the same. So some people it takes one to two because they have some experience with lifting, but we're going to go over some of the CrossFit tricks. Some people it's four because we need to go a little bit more in depth. Some people need to do a little bit more, but it's everybody's different. So everybody's going to get a different prescription on how to get started. And then really, if I talk to somebody and I said, Hey, you need four sessions. And after those four sessions, we, we would both know if they were ready or not for group classes. It's pretty, we're usually pretty much on the same page. And if they are, then they go to classes. And if not, we go, yeah, maybe we'll do a couple more one-on-one sessions. And then when anybody's ready, they go into, they go into group classes. But I always tell people, we're not throwing you into the deep end of the pool with not knowing how to swim. Like we're going to, we're going to ease you in. And even though you're going to group classes, like you're still, you're still easing into it. I was going to say, and, and I've been, I've been doing CrossFit for, for on and off for years. And I'll, I'll tell you that even, uh, as an, somebody who is experienced in classes, you still go through every single movement meticulously with everybody yeah. to make sure that they've got the right form, posture, yeah, movement, and, and so on. People think they're people, even if you think you're the greatest CrossFitter in the world, like go back to the basics, Yeah, master the basics and then start from the beginning. <clears throat> that's like, yeah. That's that's true way to get better. Um, the other thing is too, though. <laughs> I always tell people go go check out our either like our Facebook or our Instagram, and that'll give you a good insight to what the gym is like. Like I know this is a family show, but if you don't if you don't like dick jokes, you're not going to like our gym. So, <laughs> that will <laughs> my Instagram will give you like a sneak peek into how my mind works. And if you're turned <laughs> off by it, it won't be a good fit. Like, cause it is, it's yeah, much fun. It is it, what it is. It is. It's as much fun as it is working out. And if you don't like that, like I, it, it won't be a good spot for you. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Good point. Um, so guys, the uh, website, crossfitconductor.com. Eric Carls, my guest tonight, and uh, Eric, thanks for coming and joining us tonight. Uh, yeah, that, this was a lot of fun, and I hope you come back. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome, Matthew. As always, thanks for joining us tonight again. Um, my name is Joey Police. This is the Topic of Choice podcast. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and uh, like our podcast. You can find us on Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, basically anywhere you find your favorite podcast. And guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much.